0: Lift your head and remove your veil. Trust your instincts. Embrace your own thoughts. Nourish your intellect and deepen your soul. Awaken. Each moment provides a crossroads to change. Be that change. I step out of a dream, I was a child. beautiful souls, and welcome to Lightworkers Rambles. I'm your host, Keely Robertson, and welcome to episode one. It is Thursday, April 9th, 2020. So, I have had it on my heart to create a podcast for a couple of years. I actually started one a couple of years ago, but the content that was in that podcast was not content that really resonates with me now. It wasn't the message that I am wanting to share with the world. So starting over brand new. So again, welcome to episode one. And I wanted to start this off with a Oracle card that I drew for the collective. And so I want to share that with you. When I pulled this card... I was a little apprehensive. I was like, is this really the card for the collective? It just let me tell you. So it says Embrace the Dark. <laughs> so kind of funny, Lightworkers Rambles, first card it pulls, Embrace the Dark. Um Yeah. So but upon, you know, reflection on this card, it just it seems very appropriate. <clears throat> So, Embrace the Dark, these cards are beautiful, it's from the Messenger Oracle deck, and so this card is gorgeous, all the cards in this deck are beautiful. And this particular card is, she appears to be a witch figure, she has a black cat, there is, um a rock with a symbol in it. It looks, it appears to be either Norse or Celtic. I can't quite tell. And there's um, some sort of fae fairy folk sitting on the rock. There's another figure in the background. And appears to maybe be representing another kind of fae figure. There's a full moon. And fireflies or a lit path, something like that. So, let me read you what the interpretation of this card is. So, it says, You have been taught that all is either good or evil, negative or positive. Good gives rise to good, and bad gives rise to bad. It is wrong to have feelings of anger, dislike, or fear, as these emotions are born of our shadow self. This is not truth. Everything happens for a reason. Love can give rise to destruction. And hate can inspire acts of genuine love. The lessons offered by our shadow often teach us the most. Know your shadow self. Love it. Without the darkness, the stars cannot be seen. So I think this is actually a perfect card for the collective right now, just because of everything that's going on by the date, you can tell. We are in the midst of a global crisis right now, and whether you believe it is a natural event, or if you buy into um, some of the other theories that are going around, I, I have not completely made up my mind as to what this all means yet, but we are all in a place of uncertainty many of us are social distancing. Well, we should all be social distancing, but some of us are shelter in place, quarantined. Uh, Some of us are still working. I am one of those uh, in the essential workforce right now, so I'm still currently working, but we're all sort of faced faced with a time where we are being asked to introspect and to take a look at ourselves, and I think... Doing that shadow work is so important to your growth because in order to really know yourself, to truly love yourself and to experience the magic in this life and the magic of creating experiences with individuals, um, experiencing life in the best light possible we're asked to really reflect inward, to go in and work on those parts of ourselves that aren't maybe the best, things that we haven't resolved, things that we're afraid of, things that we don't want to face, things that we have repressed. And I'm just going to say this. um, It's A lot of times when you are healing, there is pain involved. I am a Reiki, a Sui Reiki master. I'm a crystal Reiki master and a quantum Reiki master. And going through my master attunements and going through a process of self-healing, even before I became a Reiki practitioner, there was a lot of pain involved. And I was forced to face things that I had repressed. I was forced to face things about myself that I didn't want to hear, things that I thought were ugly. And it's not fun to go through that, but, you know, once you're done going through that and you resolve those things and you heal yourself and learn to love every aspect of yourself, life becomes a completely different experience. So I think collectively we're being asked to do that. And, you know, in the spiritual world, most folks are saying we are um, on the verge of 5D ascension and all of these things are happening in preparation for that ascension. And so in order for us to ascend as a collective, we each have to do our own work on ourselves and we have to raise our vibration. And with the sickness, the illnesses that are going around, I mean, there's the flu, there's COVID, there's, you know, all these things in our world, all these illnesses that you can get, you can get cancer and, um, the higher your vibration, the less likely you are to be on that frequency where you are going to get sick. And that's just my personal belief. So, um, A while back, I really started focusing on my physical health and my spiritual health and growing in every aspect of my life, really putting priority on the things that mattered. I really had to set a list of priorities, what relationships were important, what really mattered, um, my health, my spiritual well-being. Uh, Being able to focus on who I really am, being my own authentic self, because those are things that I've neglected for a very long time. And the journey is not easy, it's not always fun, but on the other side of it, and of course, I'm still going through my journey. I don't think we ever stop. You know, uh, the joy is the journey. But as I have grown through this journey, life has become a more magical thing. And it's really beautiful. So doing that shadow work is so important. You know, face those fears, face those things that you've repressed, work on healing those things inside of you that need it. And a lot of times, physical pain comes from Something that needs to be worked on in your energy body or your chakras need to be rebalanced. Maybe there's tension uh, somewhere in a relationship or the way you view yourself. And as a Reiki practitioner, um, it's, it's very important and it's something that I never really realized until I started working with energy. How off balance you can be. And I went through an entire month of just so much pain as I was going through my healing process and attuning to that higher frequency, the higher energy. And I mean, it was brutal. There, things came up for me that I didn't expect. Um, I almost feel like I had to relive. A couple of situations to go through those pains again, physically go through those pains again. And of course, that brings up the emotions, and it's just, um, it's wild. It's wild that you can go through those kinds of things. So, shadow work is very important, and that is the message that Spirit wants to send to you today. So my goal for this podcast is to really share with you guys my real authentic self to be very authentic with you and with myself. And this is something that's actually very new for me. Uh, I have embarked on a quest for knowledge I've been researching for years. I believe I started my dark night of the soul, I entered my dark night of the soul um somewhere around 2014 and that is when I I I got married at a young age. I was married at 21 to who I thought was my soulmate. And we had a wonderful relationship until we didn't and once I separated from him and we started, you know, we went through the divorce and everything. I was really left at a place where I didn't know who I was. It was very, it was a very chaotic time for me, and I really started exploring uh, different things that were interesting to me. Of course, I was writing at the time. I, I still have a couple of novels in the works, and. I don't know that there are projects that I'm going to complete, but there was something that I was working on at the time, so I was doing research that pertained to uh, what I was writing, and I really kind of dove into a side of me that I hadn't really paid much attention to. I've always been interested in um, science. Science fiction. I say science fiction because a lot of the things that um, that I'm really into in the spiritual world, uh, to someone as an outsider, it's sci-fi. You know, uh, the occult and oh, it's dark and it's not real. And, um, but I really started kind of digging into. I think one of the first things I really looked into was. Um, empaths and the feelings. I've had several experiences where I had very strong feelings about things. I remember when I was in high school, I had a moment uh, where I actually broke down, had a panic attack because I had a feeling that was so strong and I I, I wouldn't let someone leave my house. I, you can't leave. You can't leave right now. You can't leave right now. Um, crying and just like sheer panic because I knew that if they left something really bad was going to happen and then after a short time it passed and I'm like okay you can go now and that's something that has always been with me so I really started uh, looking into empaths indigo children and really digging into frequencies and what that means it was, Kind of my first dive into quantum things, frequencies, and really starting to research into that, and uh, you know that was kind of the beginning for me. So I've had several several experiences throughout my life, but um, I, I was really going through the dark night, dark night of the soul at that time, and as time went on. Uh, two, three years ago, I started experiencing very severe anxiety attacks. Anxiety uh, every day, panic attacks, and severe depression. So I did get medicated for my anxiety because it's something I've been not dealing with for a long time, and I just needed the help. So at that point, I really started my soul journey, and I think it was the beginning of my awakening, and so I really started digging back into my spiritual beliefs and exploring that, really uh, working on communion and prayer and reading and spending time reflecting And then eventually it evolved into more of like meditation and those kinds of practices. And so the most recent dramatic change came from a... I was having a lot of stomach issues. And I was having a lot of stomach pain almost every day. Almost every day I was having stomach pain. I have an allergy to, or, you know, some kind of reaction to certain preservatives. And so that's something that took a long time to figure out, but once I did, I I was able to adjust my diet and the things I'm consuming to alleviate the pain from that and the negative consequences of consuming those preservatives but I was still experiencing these stomach issues and so I was doing some research and uh, I realized you know that the solar plexus chakra dealt a lot with um, stomach and so I was reading several books at the time and I decided I was going to work on cleansing my solar plexus and uh, several years ago I'd, I'd worked on uh, cleansing my chakras and I would hadn't really thought about it much since then and so I was familiar with the practice of cleansing chakras but I hadn't done it in years and so um, I sat down to do a cleanse and I I repeated a, a mantra that I had learned and I started experiencing very strong sensations. And that was the first time I experienced some sort of vision or image in my third eye during a meditation. And so uh, I felt it in my body. I got very hot and I, f- I got that, you know, that high feeling, um, which now I know I'm not afraid of that anymore. But the first time that happened to me, it was scary and i immediately research like is this normal you know google help me is this normal and of course it is and so i you know the next day i'm like okay we're going to work on this again and every time for about a week that i started working on clearing that chakra I would have such intense experiences. Um, I would literally feel physically ill. I would feel like I was about to throw up, run to the bathroom, extremely hot flashes, um, crazy sensations from these meditations in my solar plexus chakra cleansing. And the last one that really was able i was able to release that was a repressed trauma that i had not actually dealt with and i mean i i knew the memory the memory wasn't repressed but the trauma of that memory was and i hadn't properly grieved from it i was a child when it happened you know children don't always go through the grieving process because you don't, you aren't able to process everything that's happening to you. Um, your brain isn't fully developed at that point. I was eight years old or somewhere around there. I was, I was in fourth grade when this happened. And so I was able to experience that and release that pain and I was crying and I I real was like, okay, you know, this is better. I'm good. I'm good now. And I haven't had those issues since. And so, you know, that really opened my eyes. And so I was like, this meditation stuff is really dope. <laughs> like, this is so cool. And, you know, really started working on cleansing all my chakras and, um, there were some instances in my family where I was getting sick, my my partner was getting sick, and my son was getting sick, and um, I was really looking for ways to help us through that. And I came across Reiki energy, and I really didn't intend on learning Reiki, I was more interested in uh seeing what it was about and maybe experiencing Reiki. And I came across a course that was offered and I said, you know what? It was like exactly the right price that I needed at the time. Um, and it it was just like, it came to me and I feel like it was like a divine thing. Like it came to me and I said, okay, I'm going to learn this. And so I did, and I learned um, Reiki, traditional Reiki. And I experienced that and I was like, wow, this is cool. You know, this energy, like being able to channel energy is so cool. And, you know, then I was like, man, I really love crystals. And I kind of started collecting crystals at that point. And I was like, I want to learn crystal Reiki and the power that crystals hold in connection to Reiki energy. And then I came across quantum Reiki, which just blew my mind. It's the coolest thing ever. And so I'm able to literally hold energy in my hands and play with it and feel it. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing. And I've had beautiful experiences um, working with Reiki on on friends and being able to experience their energies and see like a manifestation of their their pain which is just like absurd how crazy i mean it's absurd that i'm able to do that it doesn't seem like it's real life And I've just had these confirmations through those experiences, you know, after speaking with someone like, you know, I saw this and they confirmed something to me that related to what I saw and it's just, it's beautiful. So, really wild and, uh, yeah. So, I've also been practicing... Some divination, which I never thought I would be one of those people. I the oracle deck is the newest thing. Um, I realized that I've actually learned, I've actually known how to douse um, since I was a kid, and so I I bought a pendulum a while back, and uh, her name is Luna. She's a moonstone, and I practice with her. And, you know, all these things, it's just, um, it's been quite a journey. So, what I really wanted to kind of get into today are the Claire senses, which are fascinating to me. And I was telling one of my friends, you know, I was doing this research, I said, you know what? I didn't realize how many of these experiences that I have had, and (laughs) I didn't realize what all it meant. So, like I said, I'm trying to be very authentic, so I've been sharing more of what I've been doing with my, the close people in my life. And so I've gotten some questions and things. And one of the things is the, the Claire's in essence, because I was, um, someone very dear to me was like, I was trying to telepathically tell you to call me. Did you get it? And I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe. Um, and you know, it, it's something that you really have to work on and it's something as you go through uh, the development of these senses you you really realize how important it is to be grounded and to be centered especially someone who's empathic um, I know if you're an empath and you're listening, you have been feeling the collective energy. Uh, You've probably felt the fear from the collective, um, or anxiety, or discomfort, and I can't emphasize enough how important it is to be grounded. Whenever you're embarking on any kind of... any kind of... Channeling, journeying, um, contacting, anything. You really need to be grounded and centered, and that really sets the stage for developing your natural gifts and senses as well. So, as I mentioned, someone was asking me if I got their telepathic message, (laughs) and you know, um, maybe. I'm not really sure, Uh, and again, you know, I was talking about you have to be grounded. It depends on how connected you are and how strong you are in your sense. So let's just talk about some of these extrasensory perceptions or ESPs that you can have. So um, a lot of times they're they're referred to as the clairs, and so there are quite a few and just think of them as an extra sense on top of your regular senses. So you can have clairvoyance, which is clear vision, clairaudience, which is clear audio or hearing, clairsentience, is clear sensation or feeling, clairsent, scent, clear smelling, clear tangency, clear touching, clairgustance, clear tasting, clear empathy, clear emotion. And of course, um, empathy and then uh the ability to channel I kind of want to get into this is something that I had already intended on researching, but I also did it uh, to kind of help some people understand to better understand what their dominant clear sense is and how to recognize that how to develop that and all those kinds of things because when I was trying to explain it just from personal experiences you know, how do you know what your dominant sense is I said, well, this particular person I said, well, I know that you feel things and I'm pretty sure that this person is an empath that just doesn't necessarily realize it. And so I'm like, you know, your dominant trait is probably clairsentient because you get those strong feelings, right? So I want to go over different experiences that you may have for these different senses. So the first one is clairvoyance again, that is being able to see, and this is Through your third eye, your inner eye, your imaginative eye. So if you dream in color with vivid images, uh, when doing creative work, you see a clear image of it in your head. When you close your eyes, you can visualize any object of your choosing. And this kind of throws people off, I think, because when you close your eyes, you see the dark, right? So people think, sometimes I think, if they can't see that image in the dark, they can't do this. But there's this other part of your mind, your mind's eye, that can see. And you can visualize, even with your eyes open, you can visualize an object. And it doesn't have to necessarily take up the space in that darkness with your eyes closed. It can just be something that you intuitively see through your third eye, in your mind's eye. So don't let the darkness of your eyes being closed throw you off, okay? Because we all see things differently. Uh, You may have visual solutions to problems in your mind's eye you are visually or artistically creative you see lights or auras around people when talking to them and sometimes you see things moving in the corner of your eye so if you see things moving in the corner of your eye sometimes it may freak you out right (laughs) just know that that is probably spirit which is not a bad thing it just depends on your vibration really and I can get, I could go way deep into that, but we won't do that right now. Um, experiences for clear audience. Here, have had a voice clearly direct you to do something and it turned out to be helpful or accurate. Have heard ringing or buzzing sounds in your ears. Hear voices upon waking or going to sleep. Sometimes hear music playing in your head. Wake up in the morning with a song in your head. You have heard things outside yourself, such as whispering music or voices when no one is there. And sometimes words pop in your head, fully formed, which are relevant or solutions to difficulties you're having. Clear sentience, the feeling. Um, you can get tingling sensations on your body for no reason. Feel emotions very deeply. Feel emotions of others need a lot of time alone to recharge your energetic batteries. Uh, You can be sensitive and thin-skinned. And you know the right path you should take based on how it feels to you. And then claircognizance is knowing. So maybe you're analytical, Uh, you can be skeptical, or your mind has to have a final say in things. You get great ideas seemingly out of nowhere. You are mentally and creatively inspired on a regular basis. You're good at solving problems uh, with a creative solution. You often make subtle assumptions which turn out to be true. The ability to size up someone and know things without being told. Know things will happen ahead of time. Come across as a know-it-all because you always think of an answer to a difficult question in life. Empathy, uh, knowing how others are feeling without needing to ask. You can feel tension in the air when there's been an argument. Sometimes feel overwhelmed that there are so many people on earth who are suffering and wish you could do something about it. Feel overwhelmed in social interactions because you're so absorbed in observing others' feelings and experiences. And identify deeply with other people's problems and difficulties. And a dreamer often remembers dreams, wake up from dreams feeling like you learned or realized something, have, have had a dream where a deceased loved one shows up, have had a lucid dream or astral projection experience, or have dreams rich in interesting symbolism. So those are just some basics. So... A way you can test your senses, uh, your dominant sense, is to sit down, sit tall with your feet on the ground. So you're going to concentrate on grounding yourself, centering yourself, take a deep breath, or I really love breath work and my favorite way to quickly center and relax and ground myself and reach that place where I'm able to raise my vibration and get into that mode of whatever it is I'm working on really quickly, is to do four breaths, and you breathe in through your nose for four seconds, hold your breath for two, and breathe out through your mouth, and you repeat that four times, and so... What I really like to do, and this may seem awkward, you breathe in, hold for two, and then you're going to breathe out with some force, like, and for some reason that feels so good, and I feel like it just really helps to center you. Okay, So once you've reached that place where you're feeling centered, grounded, and relaxed, then for 10 seconds observe the room that you're in and you're going to use all of your senses. So if you want to practice this right now, you can. If not, that's fine. You can do it later. But you're going to observe with your eyes. What do you see? What are the objects around you? What are their colors, their shapes, their textures? What do you see? What do you hear? What kind of noises are going around? Maybe there are children running around. Maybe, like right now, my air conditioner is running. I can hear that. What kind of noises do you hear? Do you hear birds chirping? Do you hear some kind of, is the TV on? What do you feel? what's the temperature like around you where you are what how does the air feel is it light is it heavy is it happy what do you feel around you okay so you're going to use all your senses what do you smell can you taste anything in the air And then you're going to close your eyes. And when your eyes are closed, recall what you saw, what you smelled, what you heard, what you felt, what you tasted, everything. What do you recall the strongest? What was the thing that stood out to you most? What was the biggest impression? Okay. And then you're going to open your eyes and do it again for 10 seconds. Look around, feel around, hear around, smell around, taste around, all your senses. What do you feel? What do you see? What do you taste? What do you hear? You smell all those things. What else were you aware of the second time? Okay, so this is how you can become aware along with the experiences that I listed previously. So you can test yourself and see what you are most aware of, right? And then you're going to focus on that. Your strongest sense, you're going to start focusing on that. You're going to really concentrate. You can do this through meditation. You can just do this through your daily life. What are you, what are you perceiving in the world through that Extrasensory sensory perception you have. What what are you picking up on that you often overlook? So I think my dominant clair sense is clairsentient. Uh, that's the strongest thing I remember throughout my life before I really started working on anything, developing anything. These feelings. I always had these feelings. Upon reflection, I think my my next sense is clairaudience. And this is a new realization for me. I didn't really realize that that's what I was experiencing. But I've had many instances where... I hear voices, no one's there. Or I hear whispering, no one's there. Um, I often hear songs in my head when I wake up. And one thing that I didn't really realize, I did, I knew I did it, but I didn't realize this was a part of audience. audiences, when I'm laying down to go to sleep, oftentimes I have to consciously shut out an overwhelming amount of chatter, and <laughs> it's, uh, chatter I'm picking up on through that sense, and I have to consciously tell it to be quiet, that I need sleep, and then it's quiet, and I've had times where I've heard, uh, people that are close to me i have heard their voices right as I was going to sleep. And things like that so those are things that I was experiencing that I didn't realize were part of an extrasensory perception clairaudience and then the next thing uh, was clairvoyance. I started to started to be able to really see and one thing I didn't talk about was um, I mentioned when I was clearing my solar plexus that I had cleared my chakras before. Whenever I was in the process of doing that, I I also researched how to open the third eye, and that's something that you might want to look into if that's something you're interested in. I think everyone should have their third eye open. A lot of times uh, that gland is calcified because we don't use our third eye, as much as we maybe used to, um, and I mean used to is like, our ancestors used to, but that gland can become calcified, so you have to work on decalcifying that third eye, that gland, and working it, and it's something, uh, Like other things, that was something that was painful for me, and I experienced headaches for about a week or two the first time I did it, but that's something that I've been working on as well, it's something that's kind of just come naturally to me, and I feel like the more I realize what these perceptions are, what these clear senses are, the easier it is for me to intuitively pick up on what I'm receiving, the downloads I'm getting, the messages I'm getting, uh, what I'm hearing from my guides, what I'm hearing from my quote-unquote intuition, which is really your soul's way of communicating with you. So it's easier to start developing those others once you focus on your dominant clear sense. I think you just become more aware of what you're doing in reality and so you know that's kind of where I stand on that I think it's very interesting everybody has the ability to develop these further and how far you want to go with that is totally up to you But my biggest suggestion is if you are interested in developing these perceptions, these experiences and working on any type of channeling, any type of uh, mediumship, psychic abilities, is to really learn how to do it safely. And that's why I say it's so important to ground yourself. The higher you go, the deeper you need to grow. So the higher you want to go, the deeper you need to grow. Really root yourself. Ground yourself. Make sure that you're in a good place. Make sure that your vibration is high, that you're interacting with the right frequencies, before you start embarking on developing those senses. So I just want you, I mean, it's a magical thing. It's beautiful. Just do it safely, and I want you to experience that, but I want you to feel comfortable doing that. And I say that, you know, I tell you my experiences, I'm being authentic with you because I want you to know that, you know, some of this, sometimes this healing is painful. Sometimes the growth is painful. And it's okay to be scared by that. Just know that there is an entire community of spiritual healers, guides, you know, all these people in this world That can help you, that can guide you, that can mentor you, that can reassure you, but nobody can do it for you, so you're going to have to do the work yourself, but that's what's so exciting about it, and you learn so much about yourself, and you learn to appreciate yourself in a new light, and the world around you changes, and it's awesome. So, I hope that you have enjoyed this. If you want more information on Reiki sessions, I do do distance Reiki sessions. You can visit my website at keelyrobertson.com I also have a blog where I post uh, different things energy, body, astrology um, things like that and you can connect with me at on instagram at keely robertson and facebook i am keely michelle robertson so pretty easy to find so if you feel inclined please give me a review share with your friends and i look forward to seeing you guys next time you can't burn a phoenix down it'll just rise up listen for the sound of your heart opening Rise up. There are times when there are no words. Times when no words are needed. These are the times when we listen to our hearts.